are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. everybody welcome back to the dynasty rewind i'm your host michael bauer the best in the business is once again back in business and tonight we're talking about dynasty busts so well nate is that what we're talking about tonight dynasty busts <laughs> just making sure so that is the voice of nate christian nate how you doing this evening i'm doing pretty well i can't complain uh we just did a patreon show and it was plenty of fun so i always love doing those shows if you're not part of the patreon you should be we strongly urge you to do that. Five bucks a month, get bonus content such as a group chat, which you guys know I'm all a huge fan of group chats. Uh, we got our bonus podcast and written content. Get some rankings as well. And I did say in the Patreon episode, if I sound a little bit different, got a new mixing board. So, you know, we're just going to be, oh, sorry. I don't know how that came in there. But uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> if I sound a little bit different, you know, still working out all the kinks, trying to get that set up. Also hearing the voice of Chevin Nooney. How are you doing tonight, Chevin? You know, doing good, boys. I uh, got a joint account with my wife now for our credit card mm. debit. So now I know exactly what she's spending. So that's going to be very key to my financials this upcoming year. So excited for that. You are spending. It ain't much. It's fantasy football and golf. That's about it right now. Yeah. That's, that's it for me. Fantasy <laughs> football and just um, random. Yeah, mostly the hardware store, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's pretty much it. There's really not much else to me. I don't understand how you could be in a marriage and not have a joint account. I mean, kudos to people that do it, but I just don't understand. I can't do it. It's just so much easier this way. Can't argue about, oh, I paid for this. I paid for that. No, we paid for everything. So, mm-hmm. Much like, simpler. You are still spending too much money on Amazon. I'll tell you that. So let's talk about some Dynasty bus. So disclaimer here, Dynasty bus. Oh, yes. Uh, Sean is saying sans pork this evening. That is not a font on the computer like Sanskrit. There is no pork man this evening. Uh, pork man's got to get up, as I think he said, hella early tomorrow. So um, he is not going to be joining us this evening. But we all know and love and miss pork man. He'll be back next week. I'm sure greasy as ever. That bald ass head reflecting all the light that it possibly can. So, <laughs> let's talk about Dynasty Bus. Dynasty Bus can mean a lot of things. And we're not necessarily saying that we don't like a player. We could like a player, we could like a spot. We just might not like his ADP. And I think that is one important thing to consider when we're talking about bus, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, very yep. good. So, Chev, how about we start with you? Give me a dynasty bus. And what I might do too throughout the episode, I got some ADP up on DLF. I might just throw out, hey, what do you guys think about this guy at this position? Could he bust out here? Is it is it right? Mm-hmm. Chev, let's start with you. Yeah, so one guy I actually do like, but I think he's going to fall behind his ADP this upcoming season is going to be Mike Evans. I think Chris Godwin's going to come back healthy and ready to play this upcoming season. And I think Tom Brady's going to be looking for short intermediate passes more and not having to force feed the ball to Evans over the top when uh, when Chris Godwin was gone. So I really think Chris Godwin's going to take a big step this upcoming season like he did two years ago. So I'm looking forward to him uh, taking over that slot position, running inside routes, 
Oh no. Who is this? <laughs> Who is this? Oh no. Facebook I'll, user Dynasty Bus whole episode on the Michael P. Ryan. This is uh sounds like the fancy cassette. <laughs> Nate Markham. Oh. oh, coming in hot. Nate Markham from Fantasy and Frames, one of my former favorite people. <laughs> uh, but Chev, I'm sorry. So Mike Evans, yes, yep. I definitely agree with that. He's getting picked, like I think, at 10 right now, and I think Chris Godwin is 16. I think Allen Robinson, CD Lamb, Thielen can maybe even jump up there too to go ahead of Mike Evans as well. So I think Mike Evans just falls a little bit farther this season than he has in the past. Yeah, and I think you know a guy like Allen Robinson, I less competition for targets. You know, because you got to be worried about Antonio Brown too in Tampa mm-hmm. Bay. Yep. Chris Godwin, Gronk, Cameron Brait still there getting targets in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? They got uh, who? They got Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller. They got Jalen Darden. Jalen Darden. I like Jalen Darden. Don't they have Bernard as well? Of the backfield, Justin <laughs> Watson, Justin Watson, yeah. Uh, Bob Van, the IDP man, lots of underscores there, Bobbert. Um, I remember last season when folks faded Mike Evans. Okay, we're not fading Mike Evans, Bob. If you listen, he does SEO for this stuff and he doesn't even know what we're talking about. Doesn't even listen. We're not telling you to drop him, it's okay. Yes, that is true. Um, Bob, I will be getting my calling set up soon, so uh, we will be calling you for lists. And you will answer the phone. <laughs> Nate, do you have a dynasty bus for us? Yeah. So basically these dynasty saying, busts. Not saying that these people suck. I think we're looking at it like this. It's almost like a sell because we don't think they're going to be as valuable next year. Mm-hmm. So not saying that they're you know, like the worst players. I mean, hey, if you're contending, you know, having Mike Evans on your team is great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if you're looking towards the future, there's a lot of better options than Mike Evans probably. Mm-hmm. So I do love me some Mike Evans, so. A player that I think is kind of a bust at his ADP. I'm going to stick with wide receiver here. And I'm going to go with Cortland Sutton, actually. Um, I was originally at the beginning of the offseason excited about Cortland Sutton. I thought his ADP was a good value. Uh, He was being picked uh, where you could easily pick him up as a wide receiver three or four. And now we're seeing him. He's going, according to DLF, at wide receiver 27. Um, He's got a lot of post-injury hype this offseason, I feel like. He was a sleeper at the beginning of the offseason, but I feel like he's risen up now, and everyone is kind of looking at him as a value to the mm-hmm. point that it's not really a value anymore. Um, at wide receiver 27, he's going ahead of guys like uh, – I still like Juju Smith-Schuster a whole bunch. Uh, Tyler Lockett, going ahead of young studs like LaVisca Chenault and Jalen Waddell. Um, Cortland Sutton coming off the injury and, and having uh, – Jerry Judy across from him and Noah Fant in the middle. and Even K.J. Hamler showing up. I mean, there's just a lot of wide receiver competition for an offense that doesn't have a lot of volume. So I'm not that big on Cortland Sutton. I think Jerry Judy's the best wide receiver there. Um, and coming off the injury, he's going to start up slow. Jerry Judy's going to pick up momentum. It's just I don't think the, the direction of both those players is going to fit the ADP right now. I think Cortland Sutton is kind of a bust at his ADP right now. All right, so I brought it up here. You said wide receiver 27, Cortland Sutton. How would you feel Cortland Sutton at wide receiver 27 or scrolling down, a wide receiver 34, Elijah Moore? So I'm waiting about a whole round later. Yeah. I mean, in, in that time, you could pick up guys like Kareem Hunt, 
so you know Superflex. If you need another quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. You said Visca Chenault. I know that would probably be your pick right there. Yep. Um, Michael Carter, if you're into that sort of thing. Miles Gaskin, Damian Harris, James Robinson, who huge news <laughs> today. Uh, yeah. Travis Etienne. Um, you know he has a leg, Liz Frank's brain, so he looks to be out for the season. Yeah. So, so James Robinson will not be there anymore. No. He'll be gone much earlier. Yes, exactly. So move him up. But yeah, I just think there's a couple of players, a good couple of players I'd pick after Sutton that are, mm-hmm. you know, I'd pick before Sutton that are going after him right now. Okay. Do you think it matters who the quarterback is? Like if Drew Locke is a, the quarterback for the season, is Sutton going to play better rather than it be Teddy Bridgewater? I think slightly. Uh, Bridgewater probably favors Jerry Judy for the timing routes while yeah, Drew same. Locke might favor um, Sutton a bit more. But I actually, I think Drew Locke, I think Bridgewater favors Jerry Judy more than Drew Locke favors Cortland Sutton. I think if Drew Locke wins, it's not a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But if Teddy Bridgewater wins the job, I think it will definitely cap Sutton. Yeah, I think so too. I think you're right on that one. To agree as well. Um, I have I'm kind of pairing these guys up together, and Porkman hates when I when I do this, but I don't care. Sometimes guys are just better for the NFL than they are for your fantasy team. So I'm I'm lumping these guys together. Jalen Rager and Henry Ruggs. I think they're best ball guys. I think they're DFS plays. I do not think that they're weekly in and out starts. I don't just don't see it from them, Nate. I think you disagree. Oh no, this is just a really hard one. I don't know which wide receiver I'd really rather have. Yeah. I, of these two? I think they're – yeah, of these two, if I had to pick one, that would be a hard decision. I think I'd have to go with Henry Ruggs, have to go with the bit better draft capital, and I think the Raiders wide receiver one spot is more open than the Eagles. I think Devonta Smith has it all locked. He does. Um, but sure. Henry Ruggs could, you know, if he has – a big step up, you know, he could be the wide receiver one with the Raiders. And if they start using him like on slants and screens, it could be, could be pretty big. So I'm going to, I'd probably take the upside on rugs over Rager, but uh, it's pretty close. So last year for me, it would have been Rager. And I wasn't a big Henry Ruggs fan. Now it is, it's, it's rugs for sure. And for all the reasons you said, you know, Jalen Rager is going to lose snaps to Devonte Smith. Devonte Smith, I'll tell you what, I, I knew he was good, but then watching him run routes, Mm-hmm. I mean, these these Patriots cornerbacks, and obviously the, he wasn't playing against their first-team cornerbacks, but they were not touching him off the line. There was nobody around him. Uh, Quez Watkins is going to steal snaps. Um, you know, Travis Fulgham's going to be out there. For some reason, Greg Ward might be out there. Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz are going to get a lot of targets too. So I think that Henry, Rugget, Henry Ruggs – I know. <laughs> Henry Ruggs' path to targets is a lot clearer than Jalen Rager's right now. So – that's it's just how I'm feeling about it. Yeah. That's that's more of a gut feel than than any ADP or anything like that. Um, Chris yeah. Robin, aka Detroit Beastie, checking in. Good evening, boys. How you doing, Chris? Good seeing Beastie. you again, like always. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of out on those guys, and if I have them anywhere, I'm, I'm moving them off my team if I can. You know, seeing who wants to buy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. I just wanted to. And I hope I'm not stealing this from anybody. If there's a guy I wanted to talk about specifically, he is running back. Where did you go? <laughs> I just I just had it up last night, and that is not what she said. But um, 
I'm terrible. All right, what do you guys think? I'm just going to say it, and then I will find it as we're talking about it. Joe Mixon. People are all over the place on Joe Mixon. I'm kind of off of him. He didn't really look good last year. I know that the Bengals had some issues. Let me find his ADP here. What do you guys think about Joe Mixon? Yeah, Joe Mixon is definitely one of my dynasty busts, and he has been for years now. Um, I just don't think he's a productive back. I don't think he is going to stay healthy. Um, I think it's a bit of both. I And I don't think the offense is going to you know, give him incredible stats that we're going to be hoping for. I think the offensive line is you know, really a huge question mark for me for both the running and the passing, I think all the whole around offense. And then I know Bernard's gone, so there's some more passing upside, but I've just never been on the Joe Mixon train. I'm not on it this, this year. I'm looking at his ADP right now. He's going at running back 14, which was ahead of a healthy Travis Etienne and ahead of Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Javante Williams. I mean, I would take all those guys over Jay- Joe Mixon. Aaron um, Jones behind him is ridiculous. It really yep. is. Oh, my gosh. That is ridiculous. I, mean, I just don't get how, like, everything he did in college, Joe Mixon, they're not even using him that way. Like, I, I know I've said this before about Joe Mixon, but, like, I honestly thought he was going to come into the league and get 60 catches a season the way he played at Oklahoma. Like, just being an Oklahoma fan, seeing how he played the game, like – he used to catch all these screen passes all the time and do big things with it. I don't know if it's because injury or whatnot, but it just has not come to fruition. I mean, the most reception he has is 43 receptions and 296 yards is his highest totals. Like, I would have never thought that seeing him coming out of Oklahoma produce so little, to be honest. So let me ask you guys this then, because I think people – when they're drafting, they just get too stuck into, I need this position that they could possibly be decreasing their value in one position when they could be increasing in another, because, and again, we're just looking at ADP. Obviously every draft is different, but he is running back 14. So he's the 45th player taken off the board right behind him at 46 is George Kittle. And then at 48 is Darren Waller. So you could wait and see, this is why I say, don't get stuck don't just get stuck on one position because you could you could obviously tear up because if you miss out on Kittle, if you miss out on Waller, you're looking at hoping Mike Kosecki breaks out if you get him late. You're hoping yeah. Logan Thomas does what everyone says he's going to do this year with a quarterback that historically is not thrown to tight ends very often. You know, you, you may be scraping Kenny Yabo off the waiver wire. If you're me. <laughs> Please, no. Yeah, I have, Kenny, I have a lot of Kenny Yaboa, man. <laughs> oh boy did you hear about, that did you hear about that they, they threw him a pass and he was looking in the other direction <laughs> it doesn't surprise me it doesn't surprise oh, me no. <laughs> but i mean if you can get a george Kittle or darren waller that just changes your position at tight end like yeah and rather again like just rb2 rb3 like that is insane the value wise just there i would definitely take waller Kittle. i'm sure there's more people behind him i would definitely take before him as well just looking behind him here you know um Okay, so Travis Etienne, obviously, he's going to be down. Austin Eckler, Nate mentioned him before. Aaron Jones, we talked about him. Keenan Allen behind him. Javante Williams, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, uh, running back 19 is David Montgomery. I think I'm going to take David Montgomery over Joe Mixon right now. I like David Montgomery. Yeah, I think that's probably about where I have start be a question mark you know, if mm-hmm. I take Joe Mixon. Personally, don't like Joe Mixon, so I will probably always pick against Joe Mixon just because I don't really like him as a person either. Yeah. Um, so I don't really have – I don't have any shares. I've never had any shares. So that's definitely one reason I kind of fade him just because I don't like him. But, yeah, so I'm picking David Montgomery there. There's a reason why we're not picking him because we hear all the people that are behind him. We're not going to make the silly decision to pick a guy that is always uncertain of what his production is going to be. And they didn't give him any help on the offensive line. Yeah, they got a weapon outside, but it don't matter if he getting hit five yards in the backfield. Yep. We have a viewer question. Do we think Terry McLaurin lives up to his ADP of wide receiver 10? And that's from uh, Bob Van Duzer, a.k.a. Bobcat. He likes making lists of top five. So at Bob Van underscore IDP, hit him up, DM him anything you want, any ridiculous request. He'll just do it. Do we think Terry Bob, McLaurin- is this a redraft question? Because I think Terry McLaurin's wide receiver 10 in redraft. You don't think so in Dynasty? No, I think his ADP right now is 10. Oh, his okay. ADP in DLF, Dynasty, is 12. So I'm asking Bob, is this a redraft question? Do I think Terry McLaurin's a top 10 wide receiver in 2021? Because if you're asking me that question, the answer is yes. I do think that Terry McLaurin is a wide receiver one in 2021. Washington is going to be an efficient offense. It's going to be a good offense. I don't think Samuel or Brown or even Thomas really offer too much competition for targets. McLaurin's going to get a 25% target share with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I have faith in this year to not be Fitz tragic and to be more <laughs> Fitz magic. So I think with the good defense, they're going to help um, not put him in aggressive situations where he can kind of maybe be less of a gunslinger and take care of the ball. I think it's going to be an efficient offense. I'm all about Terry McLaurin this year. I'm also all about Terry McLaurin and Dynasty. I think he going at wide receiver 12. I'm happy with that. Um, there's definitely guys that pick a little before him just because they're a little bit younger. But you know, McLaurin's only been in the league for three years. He's kind of an old prospect, so he's, that's why he's a little bit older now. But he's, he's going to be just fine for many, many more years. So I'm going with McLaurin in ADP right now across the board. I'm just looking. Wide receiver 13. Okay, Keenan Allen. Terry McLaurin or Keenan Allen? I mean, I, 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 I like either one. Okay. Like, I like Keenan Allen if you're really you know, going all in for this year, maybe next. But, you know, McLaurin's got the long-term outlook better than Keenan Allen. Here's one for you guys. This name just kind of pops to me. Running back 20, 62nd overall is Chris Carson. You know, a lot of people, we hear a lot of stuff about Chris Carson, like buy him, sell him, this and that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I personally, I don't know what to think about Chris Carson. He's one of the guys that I have a really hard time deciphering what to do. What are you guys doing? Let, let's look at some ADP around him here. Okay, so again, 62nd overall, he's the running back 20. Um, two spots behind him is Miles Sanders at running back 21. Josh Jacobs at running back 22. Uh, let's see. You could you could level up your wide receiving core. Wide receiver 20 is T. Higgins. 
Player 70 overall. Love that. I like that too. I think of all of those three, I'm probably going to take T. Higgins. Um, Let's see then. Wide receiver 21, we got Devonta Smith. And again, not a lot of competition for targets there, I think. Then then look at this. We got tight end five and six after that too. TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews. Then we got Chase Claypool at wide receiver 22. So a lot of big names. Again, this is one of those things. Don't get stuck into thinking I need one position. I'd rather punt that position, level up somewhere else. Don't forget, you can always trade later. People are going to get hurt. You got to work the waiver wire. The waiver wire is not just for your redraft league, everybody. That's for your dynasty league too. So what are you guys thinking? Do you think, could we say that the Chris Carson with an ADP there could kind of be a dynasty bust? I honestly think, Chris Carson's going to lose a lot of touches this upcoming season. I think they're actually going to throw the ball around more than I think we're actually expecting them to do. I think they have too many weapons on the outside to just keep running the football 24-7. I know Russ is not happy with it. I mean, I, I just don't see how you can have Lockett, DK Metcalf, and all these other guys around him and not throw the football around more than you have the last couple of seasons. I think Chris Carson's a great back, but I'm only picking him up if – I'm punting the position already. Like if I didn't draft the running backs early, he's a guy that I end up picking up later on rather than picking him up early. Just in my opinion. Yeah. You know, that being said, I do think he's the guy that's going to get the bulk of the workload there. Mm -hmm. It's pretty, I don't know behind him. What do they have? DJ Dallas, Alex Collins, somehow Rashad Penny. Penny. Penny, I forgot about him. Travis Homer is still there. Travis Um, Homer. Here is a question from Kevin Campbell. How do y'all feel about Zach Moss? Kevin, on this show, it's use guys, please. This He's is from you. Oklahoma. That's what happens, man. How do y'all feel about Zach Moss? I actually feel pretty good. I hear that he's looked good in camp. He's been getting the bulk of the first team reps in practice. He's somebody you can get for cheap. I mean, in my IDP league, I just gave up like two third round picks or something like that just to get him because I didn't have any running back depth. So, I mean, he's somebody you can snag for pretty cheap and I'm fine with hopefully waiting on him to hopefully bust out this upcoming season. But you got to know that Josh Allen's going to take a lot of the running attempts once he gets to the end zone. So just a heads up for that. And then uh, Bob has another question. Yo, Bob, you have my phone number. You could just text me. Does Mike Williams finally call in? You, soon, soon you will be able to call in. Or can people finally stop talking about him? Uh, I think Nate's probably going to answer this question better than all of us. How's that? Yeah, I love Mike Williams. I still love Mike Williams. Okay. Um, I know it's risky at this point. It's it's pretty risky um, between just not being consistent and also not being consistent health wise. So it is pretty risky right now. But I love the. Th- upside this year with justin herbert you know i think the upside is really really there he could have an incredible year he's going is this a contract year they did not pick up his fifth year extension this is his final year with the chargers unless he uh, signs a new contract but it looks like he's going to test the market at least so you know if we've seen got some guys really break out in their contract years mike williams has done it in the receiving yard, he's got a thousand receiving yards. He's got double digit touchdowns, not in the same season. If he can put it together with a great quarterback like Justin Herbert, then Mike Williams will, you know, go into the market next year and he could end up, you know, being us one of the top wide receivers on a new offense. Look, that could look really fun. Um, not saying he's a top 
24 dynasty wide receiver, but um, looking at his ADP, what's his ADP right now? Um, wide receiver 42 Ooh. ahead of Robbie Anderson. Who just signed a contract mm. extension, by the way. I like Mike Williams more than Robbie Anderson. He is I like the upside. Two years younger. And look at what's yep. around him. We got Michael Pittman. Okay, here. All right. Mike Williams at wide receiver 42 or at 46, Terrace Marshall. Oh. Man, I love Terrace Marshall. <laughs> yeah. I always love Terrace Marshall. I'm pretty sad about the Robbie Anderson contract extension because that hurts um, Terrace Marshall, though. Terrace Marshall is good enough that I could see him jumping Robbie Anderson. You know, I think that offense with Joe Brady, as long as Joe Brady's around, it's going to support three wide receivers in, you know, a relatively relevant fantasy manner. Um, so I definitely think Terrace Marshall still has good upside. I saw a tweet a couple weeks ago. Nobody's talking about Terrace Marshall. You idiot. <laughs> We talked about him when it was still snowing outside, except true. Because it's not allowed to snow or precipitate there at all, apparently. <laughs> Just scorpions in your luggage and 112 degrees. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, sweat, sweat everywhere. So mm. just so you know, whenever you see some some flybys pants analyst saying no one's talking about this guy, the Dynasty Rewind has already talked about that guy. I can almost guarantee it. Unless it's a Devi prospect, but we're getting there because if you look at my bio, I'm pretty much a Devi guy now. <laughs> I do want to go back to something that Chev touched on. So we're talking about when you talk about Zach Moss, Josh Allen's going to steal some touches. We know that Devin Singletary is going to take some touches away mm-hmm. too, although I don't think it's going to be as much as it has been in years past. Mm-hmm. I'm making some connections here. Nate, could we say that J.K. Dobbins could be a dynasty bust? We know Lamar Jackson. Loves run the football. Gus Edwards is there. You know, I am a Gus Edwards stan, as it said. Do you think that these things could lead to J.K. Dobbins underperforming his ADP? Yeah. No, I can definitely see it. Um, I don't really have any J.K. Dobbins shares in Dynasty. Neither do I. As much as I love him as a player, um, I kind of thought that his upside would always be limited. Number one, because of Lamar Jackson taking yards and touchdowns away, but – also, just because of how much I know the Ravens are set on using a committee and just using a three-headed monster. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dobbins just won't see the volume. And I was excited. You know, last year I was like, okay, I can buy him cheap next year at the end of the season. But then Gus Edwards are going to move on. Well, Gus Edwards signed an extension. Mm-hmm. So now looking at the outlook, I think J.K. Dobbins just doesn't have that ceiling. Right now he's going as running back 12 ahead of guys like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, ahead of guys like Travis Etienne and Javante Williams. Um, I like Dobbins. I think he offers a lot of exciting plays and some upside. But I think I'd rather have a guy like Clyde before I'd have Dobbins. And again, J.K. Dobbins at the 39th player off the board. Two picks later, Kyle Pitts. So Kyle Pitts which I think it's kind of crazy that he's going as the – and this is current ADP too. This is August ADP from DLF. Obviously, yep, it's not, came out. not current as of like 10 minutes ago because, you know, some guys are going to get moved around here. But we're talking – you know, you're talking about a guy in a committee getting picked ahead of Kyle Pitts. Give me Pitts. In a super flex league, give me Stafford. I'm still taking him ahead of Joe Mixon, though, I could tell you that. Um, give me Kittle. 
give me Waller, get DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin. There's there's a lot of other guys down here that I'm probably gonna I'm gonna take over J.K. Dobbins just because the volume volume does matter. Mm-hmm. Obviously, so I'm sure. You know. So, um, all right, we talked about a couple guys. I just kind of worked them in here. What about Debo Samuel? That San Francisco offense is going to be a tricky one, I think, this upcoming it season. Because we, we saw the offense go without each receiver the whole season. Like, they didn't have the full setup. It seemed like one game last season. So that's the only thing that is really worrisome. We saw all of them really flash, though, when they got the opportunity to. So we already know what Kittle can do. We know that Ayuk is just absolute physical, athletic monster. And Debo can be a yak guy that is just incredible at breaking tackles and busting it open. So I, I really think that offense should explode this upcoming season. We don't know who really the running back is going to be, but we know the quarterback situation. Jimmy's been thrown to these guys already. You throw in Trey Lance as well. I think Trey Lance will find throwing the ball to Kittle a lot easier than the other guys, to be honest, just because he's going to be a nice safety blanket for when uh, he's looking over the middle and there's a rush coming at him. So. Yeah. yeah I like of, Debo though. I do like Debo. No, I did too. It's just these are some of my concerns. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. can Trey Lance support more than one wide receiver because yep. they're going to want to throw the backs. So mm-hmm. Like you said, George Kittle, great target. Mm-hmm. I'm actually trying to find Debo's ADP right now. Nate, you wouldn't happen to have that, would you? Debo Samuels? Yes. I can tell you that Debo Samuel is going at 81 overall. Wide receiver 40. Okay. Are you sure we're looking at the right thing? Save. Yeah, I guess going just stuff. after Terrace Marshall. Are you looking at Superflex or are you looking at Startup? Startup. Okay. Then I'll click over to Startup. <laughs> you said 81, correct? Yep. Wide receiver 40. There he is. Okay. So, all right. Right after Terrace Marshall, like you said, right ahead of Dallas Goddard. Trevor Lawrence is there. Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore. Tyler Here, Boyd. Here's a guy. Hey, look, right ahead of Rondell Moore. Chase Edmonds. You guys touching him? Or I'll tell you what. I have been to the preseason game. I have been to camp. And I am not sure this rushing off like the rushing offense will be there at all this upcoming season. Might be what like I, the Bills. It's going to be like the Bills. It's going to be Kyler Murray's show, and I think that's going to be about it, to be honest. I think Edmonds will bust some every once in a while, but I really think that offensive line is going to struggle this upcoming season. From what I've seen, I just don't see it being a successful season rushing the football outside of Kyler Murray this this year. Okay. Beecham scares the heck out of me. I've, I've watched that guy get beat up all preseason and training camp, and it's, it's ugly. I know the Cardinals' defense is going to be good, but – Every dang play, it's like, ooh, oh, got a run, buddy. Oof. So we'll see. But I, I think Chase Edmonds is going to do more in the passing game than he is going to be in rushing, to be honest. So do you think – would his ceiling be like a Naheem Hines maybe? If he can get Naheem, Naheem Hines' numbers, I think you'd be very, very happy with where you're picking him. I don't think he'll hit that high of a echelon, though. I think he'll be – well short of what Naheem Hines has done last season yeah. for sure. I'd be happy with that production to be honest with you. And by the way, yeah. um, for those of you wondering word from the Eagles camp is the, the coaching staff views Kenneth Gainwell in the Naheem Hines role. 
in this offense. So he's looking at catching the ball in, in camp and preseason. Use that for what you will. So We'll see about that. <laughs> uh, Porkman wants to know, how do you feel about James Conner in this nine fence? And he meant <laughs> offense. Um, I think it's funny. Porkman can't make it to the show, but he's commenting. So, um, <laughs> Jeff, how do you feel about James Conner in this nine fence in the 18 stack that he's going to play? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I think he'll be the guy that is at the goal line. He's going to be the one that is going to be rushing for the touchdowns if he's able to get in. But like I said just a couple minutes ago, that offensive line really scares me this upcoming season for their rushing ability. I don't see it being uh, an offense that is going to be consistent with rushing the football, which is going to be different because Kyler Murray has barely thrown over 4,000 uh, passing yards. So it'll be interesting to see if Murray can keep up the passing efficiency and keep that offense in games. They got a lot of tough opponents. They play Green Bay. They play everyone in the division twice. So it's going to be really tough for them to crack eight wins, honestly. I had high hopes for them in the beginning, but now I'm starting to push back my expectations from just what I've seen. I know it's preseason. I shouldn't get too too crazy, but from what I've seen, I am not too excited at the moment. Okay. All right. Yeah. Insider knowledge right there. Me <laughs> out. I thought it was a good signing. I feel like it's a better football signing than fantasy signing. You know, as a veteran guy comes in, helps there's a lot of young players on the Cardinals, helps these guys prepare to pave the way for Jonathan Ward to be the workhorse back. There we go. But wait, I, Nate, we're not allowed to like Jonathan Ward anymore, right? Because that guy on Twitter said so. <laughs> wow. I I like him and I, I would take him over Eno Benjamin. I would absolutely take him over Eno Benjamin. Personally. So Okay, let's see. Um, what I can tell you as well, you know, Chev, you're talking about wins. The best way to win and lose, go to DynastyOwner.com. Well, actually not the best way to lose. The best way to win, sorry, <laughs> is to go to DynastyOwner.com. Forgive me, everybody at Dynasty Owner. I just want to take a minute and say Fantasy Sports was created to give participants the GM experience of a sports franchise. But as fantasy sports became more mainstream with more accessibility to player information, it became more about who got lucky in the draft and who got to the waiver wire fast enough to pick up a player. Traditional fantasy sports lacks reality and rewards luck. It is not realistic to only focus on player performance and to not consider contracts. Do NFL teams assemble their rosters without contracts? Of course not. What if you could create a game that was more like the real NFL? Allow me to introduce you to DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner incorporates a salary cap and assigns players their real-life NFL contracts. It is no longer all about player performance. Every contract matters. The 2021 season has already begun. Starting at $29, you can play a fantasy game that lets you face similar decisions that NFL general managers and owners face. Ricky drafts began on June 4th, and startups will run between then and September 10th. So you guys are running out of time if you want to do a startup. Sign up to play with friends around the world, and when you do, visit the Dynasty Owner Store to get your very own referral link. Every person you refer gets you $10. Start your dynasty today at dynastyowner.com. And while you're checking out things that sponsor us, make sure you head on over to Underdog Fantasy. It is the best best ball app on the planet. You best believe it. Use the promo code Rewind. You get $25. You, you don't put any money in. You get $25. It's that easy. Chef finally got to use it when he was out in Ohio. Man, you must have. <laughs> how many drafts did you do when you're out at Canon? Uh, so my wife's in the room actually with us. So I know what you use in can. I'm going to use the same line as you since my wife's in the room. I'm not going to say it. No, I probably did shoot. 
probably close to 10 to 15. There was a bunch of smaller ones. Like I just did a bunch of three man leagues, just having fun with it, just getting the money in. So I actually had to add more money into my account because I accidentally had $2 left and I had to make sure I spent all my money. Cause when I came back to Phoenix, I was not able to play. Yep. Yeah, that's a shame. It, it's know, addicting, man. Yes. So, you know, you know, a lot of people out there like, Oh, well, why can't you just have it in our state? Blah, blah, blah. There is a, a podcast called commission impossible that's with scott fish and ryan mcdowell and you know they these guys do a lot they do a lot of commissioning um scott fish i think he runs safe leagues and they do uh dfs and stuff like that too so he talks about how hard it actually is to get gaming sites into different states there's a lot of places where you have to pay fifty thousand dollars just to apply for the license it's just an application fee so it might not be feasible like i think he was talking about smaller states like Sean got screwed over in Connecticut. He knows what it's all about. Um, I think there was problems with Delaware for a while. I'm not sure. So, you know, trust me, they want to be there. It's the States. So write to your Senator. If you want to play underdog, use the promo code rewind. There we go. That easy. Move here. So I think that was some dynasty bust. That's really all I have to say. I covered everything that I wanted to talk about for the most part. You guys have anything else? Kenny Galladay. What do you guys think about Kenny G? I am very worried about Kenny G this upcoming season. I've been trying to get rid of him everywhere I had him. I have in one league, I cannot get rid of him, but I'm trying my dangest. What do you guys think about Kenny G? I don't know what to do with him. I don't have any shares, so I'm just not drafting him. Yeah. I tried to trade with him a couple years ago, and last year he got hurt, so I backed off, and then he went to New York, and I'm just like, I'm good. Yeah, I I think – He's going to be in big trouble this season. Oh, man, hopefully he proves me wrong. He should be one of their top assets to throw to this upcoming season. But with Jason Garrett there, he kind of scares me a little bit too. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, this Jason Garrett? <laughs> so he's, sorry, I had to. Always on the sidelines clapping, that Jason Garrett. I'll tell you what, I'm going to have some fun with this mixing. <laughs> this uh, mixing soundboard here. Wow, this this the applause thing keeps going. Because it's still blinking. <laughs> I just I turned the the thing down so all right um all right so that's going to be it for a dynasty bust again we're all probably staying away from kenny galladay except for dan rosier uh, at the b league says he's a huge fan of kenny galladay but um before we head out chev you got something for us tonight i do just a small little verse in first john four nineteen. it says we love because he first loved us before we were even created god knew he wanted us to be a part of this world he saw what life we could have uh, so he, he, before we were even born, he knew he loved us more than anything uh, or he wouldn't have brought us into this world. So I'm just super thankful to have that kind of love in my life and be able to hopefully share that with other around me. Uh, that's what it's all about right now. Just loving each other uh, and getting behind each other and supporting each other. So uh, just love others like God loves us. All right, Chev. Thank nice. you very much. Great words from a great man, as I like to say about my good friend, Chev. Chev, until then, why don't you tell everybody where we can find you? Yeah, you can find me at Chev Boyardee with an I. All right, Nate, how about yourself? You can find me at Nate NFL. All right, and if you are so inclined, you can follow me on Twitter at Rewind CEO. I'd much rather you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Please sign up for our Patreon. Uh, we have a lot of lit content over there. Am I allowed to say lit? Did I use it right? Sure. It's close, close, I think. This is why Porkman needs to be here to keep me in line. Uh, we have a lot of great stuff going on over there, and I do actually participate in the group chat, believe it or not, because I have to. Uh, 
but come check it out. Five bucks a month. You support us. We support you in return. We do take requests. If there's a certain type of Patreon episode you want to hear about, uh, we'll gladly do that for you too. So until next time, everybody be kind, please rewind. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the dynasty rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate and review. And as always be kind, please rewind.